that's good stuff. Um, God, we just thank you, God, that there's nothing that holds you down and nothing that can hold us down because you are living in us. God, we thank you that you are already the victor, God, over all those things that try and get us down, but you are that peace, God, peace that passes understanding. You've already won the war. God, we just thank you for that, God. God, we just bless you for, for all that you've done for us, all that you do for us, that we don't even deserve it, God. But you fought the war and you won the war for us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right now, I guess if, if there's anybody on the ministry team that has something they feel that uh, God's put on their heart to share, you can go ahead and come up. Well, good morning, everyone. It's really good to be back. I got to confess, I've been binging on Legacy City podcasts <laughs> this week. Let me get away from something um, since I was gone. Um, I was visiting friends in Reading and um, Bethel in the summer has a program for the youth called Fire Life and it's like a week-long uh, BSSM for for the kids for the middle and, and high school and every day from 4 to 4:30, they would um, the kids would give testimonies of what they'd experienced and learned that week. And there was a lot of prophesying going on and a lot of telling of visions going on. And, and um, one really struck me, it was a, a boy, maybe 14, if that. And um, he was talking about how he he was, his hand was doing this. And he's like, okay, God, what is this? And then God gave him a vision that he was digging he was digging, and then he saw, you know, something yellow. And right away, I thought of our prophecy class about um, digging for the gold or, or uncovering the gold in people. And he says, he, he dug it up, and it was a, a yellow composition book. And he opens it up, and there's like two words on every page, like God's goodness, God's love, God's peace, God's provision, God's guidance, and stuff like that. And I just thought that was really cool, and I was really blessed by these young people that are being trained to to walk in the manifest presence of God and to and um, so anyway I was encouraged I hope that encourages you as well well I was so blessed by I'm, I don't know if I'll get your names right Sharon and Dave is that right okay good by their um, their message last week um, and when they asked for people to come up and share or come up for prayer, I said, I need it. And I need it for my knee and I need it for, um, I'm supposed to have gum surgery because my gums are receding on a teeth. So um, praise report, I haven't had any pain in my knee this week. It's totally gone. And <laughs> yeah, and I, um, oh, and Scott prayed too. I need to give him credit too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then as far as my gum goes I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me some insight when I had to wear braces years back um, they told me not only brush your teeth but lightly brush your gums because it stimulates the gums and gets blood flow so I've been doing that and um, hopefully I'll have good news about that too so I won't have to have a surgery 
but I just thought that would inspire you. That God is faithful when we pray and ask him. He does, he does care enough to heal us. So. <laughs> I just have one thing. Uh, so just about every single morning I get up and go through um, Caroline Leaf's 21-day uh, brain detox. And it's really just a step-by-step -step, uh, program how to do Romans 12.2 where it says um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's an actual step-by-step-by-step. And um, so you go through a 21-day cycle and Probably a couple days into it, I heard uh, what I felt I heard the Lord was saying was integration. So, and it's become clear, it's like I have the pieces of, uh, I have pieces of what the word says, but then over here, it's, there's, I have the other piece. And what he says is during this particular cycle, he's going to integrate the two. So it isn't just information, information, information. You know, it's all going to come together as a, um, as a working model. So anyways, just transformation, yes. So yeah, just hang in there. <laughs> Prophesy. <laughs> Tammy's gonna. Tammy's gonna prophesy. I am. <laughs> I don't have anything right now. Sorry. <laughs> no. She carries some serious juice from heaven. So I'm just saying in front of everyone. I'm calling out the gold. You know, most of you guys knew that we went down to Reading back in January to the healing conference, Randy Clark, and I want the impartation for me because I've never really gotten a good whacking from the Holy Spirit. You know, I've never fallen out in the Spirit. I've never experienced the power of God in that way. I've had measures, and I'm grateful for the measures, but I've never been, like, knocked off my feet. But this lady, I don't know. I mean, she just, she received, like, seven times, I think. It was... He just went as my personal catcher. <laughs> Every woman needs her own personal catcher. Just think about that, Leslie. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, God is good, you guys. Um, it's going to be a beautiful day today. Just Let's just have some fun. Let's have some fun this morning. Can we just declare something together? Let's just declare freedom. Just freedom. Just say it with me. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Every one of us who believes in Jesus has a wellspring of life living within you. It's the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living within you and is releasing life to your physical mortal body. But it's also leaking out of you everywhere you go. You have a river of life that flows out of you. You can sing the song if you want. Spring up, oh well. Amy's ready to do it. She's over there ready to clap. Yeah, spring up. Jesus said, those who believe in me, out of their innermost being, 
out of your innermost person, rivers, not just a trickle, not just a squirt gun, rivers, like multiple rivers, rivers of healing, rivers of freedom, rivers of encouragement, of rivers of hearing the voice of God and speaking it out. And the list goes on and on. Think about Jesus. Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Everything, is everything okay? Is my fly is not undone or something? Okay, you guys are all, la- everyone's laughing back here. Ethan, okay, good, good. So, speaking of happy, speaking of happy. <laughs> the Bible says in Romans 14, somewhere in 14, that the kingdom of heaven is not about eating and drinking. It's not about food. It's not about don't do this and don't do that. You should eat this. You shouldn't eat that. You can have a glass of wine. No, it's, it's unlawful to have a glass of wine. You know, it's not about that stuff. The kingdom of heaven is about righteousness, peace. Man, that really... Peace. Righteousness, peace. Shalom. He is our Jehovah Shalom, as that song said. He is about righteousness, peace and joy. So, are you guys ready for an upgrade today? Okay, just say it with me, upgrade. Upgrade, okay, right here, I raise my hand, I want the upgrade. Righteousness, I could use more of that, God knows that, my wife and children can testify, and uh, (laughs) that's supposed to be funny. He needs more righteousness. Wash your filthy rags, sinner, wash your filthy hands, you sinners, and is that what it says in James? Anyway, righteousness, I could use more peace, although I feel like peace is one of the fruits that I personally have cultivated in my garden, my personal uh, inner garden of my inner world. Peace is a place where I've, I can easily get to, but I cannot always get to joy. And the kingdom of heaven is one-third joy. That doesn't mean holy serious joy. Don't you dare laugh in church. No, it means laughter. Joy can be laughter. It could be shouts of praise. It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. There you go. It's our strength. So rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. You want to sing the song? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Okay, church. I don't know. Okay, I'll just keep, I'll keep rambling. Tammy gets stuff, and she's going to just rip the microphone out of my hand when she's ready to to just run with it. But in the meantime, she's my, like, my electrical source here. If I start to get a little weak, she can just stick her fingers right on my belly button, I guess, is the place. They say, they say that the spirit is located around the belly area. I don't know if that's true or not, but some people think so. So sometimes you'll see people touching ladies, touching ladies, please. No men touching the women there, unless it's your wife. Okay, but... And I don't know about the dudes touching each other's belly buttons. That's kind of gross. But, you know, we could just put our hand kind of in that area, a little higher maybe, and just like, you know, release the shh, the shalom of heaven. You know, peace, shalom is not just peace, man. It's not just tranquil chillness. It's actually total physical well-being from head to toe. Shalom in the home. I think there was a TV show called that. So I just had a few notes from this morning. Um, the kingdom, we talked about that. It's in the Holy Spirit. It's freedom, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's our Jehovah Shalom. It is time for an upgrade. Every, every day is a day for an upgrade in the kingdom. And until we 
get to heaven and we are totally transformed into his likeness, completed, there's room for upgrades. So in the song we were singing, and this was so powerful, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. She was saying, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. And I just felt like I could see my personal life and the lives of others, how sometimes we're standing in the middle of our situation and our season in life, and it's like a whirlwind around us. You know, you look at the fires in, in Redding, California. Many of us have friends down there. And it's just a whirlwind of fire and, and chaos happening. But there is a peace in the middle of the storm. And there is an opportunity for you and I to raise the flag, to raise that hallelujah, to raise up a standard of praise in the middle of our situation. Like a tree firmly rooted, bending in the storm, roots going deep into Jesus. Raise a hallelujah like a flag. Heaven comes to fight for me. When we worship, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, heaven comes and fights for us. I felt like in that, that swirling, I wasn't seeing a storm of chaos. I was seeing a storm of heaven swirling around. And I, I believe even when we worship on corporate times like today, on Sunday mornings, that there is this open heaven atmosphere that heaven is open over us, and there is an atmosphere of angelic presence, the Holy Spirit coming in like a wave and just surrounding us with songs. He's singing songs of deliverance over us. We're just singing back to him who he says he is, and we're singing back to him what he says about our circumstances. We're lining ourselves up with truth. That's what it means to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know, I had this picture um, this last few days, uh, kind of like a light bulb. You know, I just was, was seeing a, a human body myself. You know, you have the Holy Spirit living in you, right? If you're a believer, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit dwells within you, that you are a temple, a temple of the Holy Spirit. So you are a walking church, a walking, breathing, eating church. That is who you are. But that life in the temple, that that life of the spirit within you wants to rise up from your inner man or your inner woman and light up your head. Your head is like a light bulb. Is your head screwed on, right? Okay. Are, are, are the wires, are those little filaments? Is that what they call the filament? We, we, ha we have LED lights nowadays. So, But in the old days, we had incandescent light bulbs. So they had a little tiny wire in there that you could see it jiggling around if you wiggled it. And sometimes that little filament would break. You might have the bulb screwed into the socket. You might have the power source there, but there's no lights coming on. How do they, what do they say? The lights are on, but no one's home. Well, sometimes someone's home, but the lights are not on. God's will for you and I is that we get our wires lined up with heaven so that the light of Jesus inside of us can cause you to shine. Jesus said he is the light of the world, and then he turned and said, you are the light of the world. Therefore, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify, glorify God in heaven. So we were designed to shine. I'm not going to sing it, and I'm not going to put a bushel over it. <laughs> so heaven comes to fight for me. 
in your weakness, the body can rally around you and sing and declare and remind. So, you know, you might feel like, well, the storm has already knocked me down. But that's what the body of believers is for. That's what the family of believers is for. That we could surround each other when we are in the middle of our storms and we can raise the flag and put it right next to you and say, this I declare over you, you are a daughter, you are a son, you are a princess in the kingdom, and we declare his favor and his victory over your life. And I so loved what Dave and Sharon shared last week with the, with the paper towel roll. You know, you have the linear, you turn the paper towel roll this way, and it's like a, a linear line. And we often see our life in a linear line as from beginning to end, and one day we'll achieve that goal of perfection. But when you turn it this way, you see the way God sees it. He sees the beginning and the end all at once. He sees your life already completed. He is our victory, and if your life is wrapped up in Jesus, who is your victory, then you stand in him. You stand in the victory. You might not be seeing it on the linear timeline, but in, in the perspective of heaven, the victory is yours. So our joy, our privilege as believers is to pull on that heavenly perspective, pull on that truth, that reality of the kingdom, and bring it into earth. Bring it into our situation. We may not see the situation change visually. We may not see instant healing, although we should pursue. We may not see the circumstances change automatically. You might not see the money in your bank account, as David was saying to, to declare. You may not see it right away, but we need to continue to press for what we know is God's will, what we know is heaven's perspective. And as we sang in one of those songs, if, if we don't see it, we leave it as mystery. There's a place for mystery. In the uncertainty, in the unanswered questions, the why, why does this happen? Why didn't this person get healed? Why, why, why? We leave that in a place of mystery, and we don't blame God for not answering the breakthrough. So if you leave with anything today, it is that I would encourage myself and all of us that we stand firm on who, we, who God says he is, that he is good, that his love endures forever, that he is our healer, he is our savior, our provider, he is Lord of all. And we stand on that, and we don't blame him for the stuff that the devil throws at us, because the devil is a dirt bag, a dirt bag, a dirt ball, I was going to say the same thing at once, but a dirt bag, he is a dirt bag, and he just wants, like a dirty, full vacuum cleaner, he just wants to get dirt all over you, make you feel gross, you know, but we have authority over him. So let's have some fun. You guys want to make some declarations with me? In, in honor of Dave and Sharon's word of encouragement to us as a church to send out those words of faith, to send it out, send out your faith like soldiers. You know, when we speak, your mouth is is tied to your inner person. Out of your heart, your mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of, of your mouth shows what's in your heart. Boy, that's totally messed up. You know, what's, you know what I'm talking about. Somewhere in the Bible it says something like that. God helps those who help themselves. That's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. Okay, but what I just tried to say is kind of in there somewhere. So let's have some fun. Let's do a declaration. If you guys would do this with me. Why don't you... We're not ending, but why don't you stand up for this? 
Sometimes when you stand to your feet, it kind of wakes you up a little bit. I know it's summertime. We're all like, yeah, I just want to go out and play and barbecue. Let's make this declaration before Isabel pops it up there. This was a prophetic word given to us as a church years ago. Before we called this Legacy City Church, when we identified ourselves as Hope Renewal Ministries, some of you have read this declaration group before with us. Some of you, this will be new. But this was a prophetic word given by Steve Backlund's, uh, one of his interns. Steve Backlund is part of uh, Bethel Church, and he's very powerful when it comes to declarations and just speaking things. And anyway, so one of his interns gave us this prophetic word. It's powerful. And I would encourage you guys, grab a hold of it with your heart as you speak it out. Let's see if we can do this together. You guys ready? Okay, Isabel. Now there's three slides, so just keep on flowing down as we go. You ready, guys? One, two, three. At Legacy City Church, we believe we are high-level influencers orchestrating powerful pillars in the community, excellent stewards of his presence, releasing everlasting newness of life. Exact timing of God, wonder-filled, abounding in love, joy, faith, and power, like-minded in beliefs, miracles, signs, and wonders, intimacy and authenticity is ours, nearness to God, impossible made possible, sweet fragrance of heaven right now training center for inner transformation, revelation-inspired messages and messengers in over our heads, established in our identity in Christ and success as a team. That's some good stuff. If you have a problem with any of that, you know, talk to me later, but those are good things. That's, those are some good words right there. <laughs> those are good words. That was a prophetic word, prophetic declaration given to us as a church. That was not meant for just Tammy and I. That's for all of us. So unless the Holy Spirit knocks you down, you can sit if you want. I would dismiss you, but we're only 11 minutes into this, so. <laughs> but maybe we'll get you out here in another five. Let's just see what happens. Whereas Forrest is like, got to give me that sideways look. Uh, never seen it. I'll believe it when I see it. So you and I, I'm just going to read some notes, and that, that way we'll get to a finish line here. You and I were designed as believers to be filled, fully inhabited by the Spirit of Jesus. His will, his will is that his sons and daughters know who they are and walk daily in the fullness of Jesus. Say fullness. Fullness. He wants the fullness of Jesus to be yours and mine. His fullness manifests in and through us as our minds become renewed, as we renew our minds like the wires, the filaments, and the light bulb. As we renew our thinking, that light and life of Jesus will rise up from your inner person and boom right out of you. It'll flow out of your mouth, out of the way you think, out of the way you see life. Our thinking needs continuous upgrades. Every situation he's, he allows us to face is an opportunity for an upgrade in our perspective. 
The end goal is to think like Jesus. That's the goal, to transform each one of us from one measure to the next, from glory to glory, into the likeness of his son, into the likeness of Jesus. So a question then for today, for right now, how goes the battle? How goes the battle? We're all in different skin suits. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> I was going to say a pod. You're all in your own pod. We're eating fresh garden pea pods at the Fitzhugh's house. Those are tasty. Those are good. I could use one right now. <clears throat> You're your own skin suit. You're your own pod. You're your own human flesh tent. So the battle is different for each one of us. We all have different struggles, different, different areas of our lives that need to be transformed and renewed into Jesus' likeness. Did the heat cause us to forget, possibly? I don't know. Uh, it was a hot week last week. It's probably going to be another one this week. Does it distract you? you know, does just weather kind of take you out of focus of, of what's going on? It's like, I just want to sit in front of the air conditioner and... Just think nothing. Just cool my body down. So what are we believing about our current situations? You know, hope. This is probably as far as we're going to get today. <laughs> but we may skip down to a few more declarations just for fun to close it with. But, you know, hope is an indicator. You know, your cars all have indication lights when you're low on oil or your gas. You know, you get the little ding and your yellow light is on. You're getting ready to run out of gas or you're, something's going haywire in your engine. We all know that, that feeling. We're like, crap, the mechanic is going to take another 500 bucks out of my account. Hope, hope is an indicator light. Hope is an indicator light. Let's take a look at Romans 15. We should read some scriptures because this is church. So Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope... I would have you say it, but I just don't want to wear it out. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That part I think you should say, in believing, in believing. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you might abound in hope. So it's important to God. He is the God of hope. He is the God of hope. Hope is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So hope is important. And hope is, an, is a good indication light of our belief system. So if we have hope filling us with joy and peace, the, the end goal with hope is, is to give you joy and give you peace in your circumstances in the now season that you're in. So if you're walking in hope, then that hope is going to fill you with joy and peace in your beliefs, the way you're believing about your situation, the way you're believing about your future, the way you're believing about your job situation, your finances, your health, your children, your cousins, your aunts, uncles, moms and dads, every area of life, God wants to spread the, the umbrella of his kingdom over, and he wants it all to have a hopeful perspective, hope and believing. And let's go on to another little slide here. This isn't scripture. But hope is the confident, joyful expectation that good is coming. I'll just repeat it. Hope is the confident, joyful expectation 
that good is coming. And it is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. If we base the future on what we're looking at right now or what the doctor says or what my bank account says or what my neighbor says about me or whatever, the list could go on and on, all of the negativity, all of the lies, the places where the lies come in. If that is how I base my attitude about the future is what's going on and all the negativity around me, then I'm not going to be filled with hope. But hope is a good indicator. So we've shared this lots of times. Our good old friend, Francis Frangipan. Let's just put this up there. If you guys have never heard this before, most of you, more than half probably, have heard this quote lots of times. Vani has a great book by Francis, don't you? You bought the book from the three battlefields of the mind. Every area of life that does not glisten with hope reveals that you're believing a lie in that area. And that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. So when you're in a place in your, in your life, and you can leave that up there just if you guys want to just meditate on that for a minute. If he's the God of hope, and he's not hopeless about anything, right? If there's any, I've said this before, if, if God is hopeless about anything, you have permission to be hopeless about it too, Okay. But if he is the God of hope and his goal, his, his will, is that you would be filled with hope in your belief system, filled with hope and filled with joy and peace, then we need to use his light as the measuring stick, the dipstick and the oil tank to see where our hope levels are at. He wants to fill you with hope. He wants to see your oil level filled up so that indicator light can go out. But the enemy comes to mess up the engine. He comes to mess up the think tank. He wants to spit lies at you. He wants to tell you that things are hopeless, that you might die from this illness, that you're never going to get out of debt, your children are never going to be obedient, no matter how much you spank them. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why I looked at you. You don't spank your kids. Uh-oh, don't call CPS. No, <laughs> just kidding. We spank ours too. Some of you spank, some you don't. You know, whatever, it's okay. Um, but when we have no hope in certain areas, it reveals that there's some lies that we're believing. And those lies become strongholds. Let's throw the picture up of Jack Black. I just love this picture. <laughs> I have not watched his version of Gulliver, but I think it would be fun to watch. It's just such a good picture. You know, the lies of the enemy, they just, they, I've used this word before too, they just emasculate you. They neuter you. They spay and neuter you. <laughs> they take away your ability to reproduce kingdom. When the enemy comes in and, and lies and you believe those lies and they become a stronghold in your life, you may not agree with the lie that you're believing, but the lies can still be there. One powerful way to break the power of lies is to speak it out and then laugh at it. Laugh at lies. It's good to laugh at the lies of the enemy. It's good to say something like, God will not provide for all of my needs in the future. Ha, 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 ha. You know, God really won't save my children. 
they're just destined to go the wrong way. That's just stupid. You know, but sometimes we can be thinking things like that. Yeah. So, check our hope levels, Jack Black. Let's pop the four areas of belief. This is a good short list. Just think about these four areas. If your hope levels begin to be affected, if you feel hopeless, if you feel like God is just not, what you know about God is not true in your current experience, think about these areas. What am I believing about God right now? Am I believing that he's not as good as he says he is? Is he not faithful and true? Is he not the healer? Did he not pay for my salvation, which includes healing of my diseases, forgiveness of my sins, and deliverance from the devil? What about what I'm believing about myself? Do I really believe that I'm a son in the kingdom with a regal crown of authority on my head? Or do I feel like just a dirtbag sinner because I messed up and my crown has fallen in a ditch somewhere and he has rejected me now? What am I believing about other people? What am I believing about the circumstances going on around me? Is it truly hopeless? So God wants to shift our perspective. He wants to renew our thinking. He wants to renew our minds with truth. There you go. (laughs) And if you get stuck, if you just feel stuck, even though you know maybe those lies aren't true, but you just feel stuck like you can't get past it, that's what community is for. That's what we're all here for, is to help each other, to lift each other up. Sometimes you can't lift yourself up, and you need people to come alongside you and lift you up. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. That's why we have community. All of the gifts of the Spirit are meant for building the body up. It's not just a gift that God gives to you to build your own body up. That's what tongues is for, praying in the Spirit. So Pray in the Spirit on all occasions, and by doing so, you will build yourself up. But use your gifts to strengthen the body. Encourage one another daily as, as the day draws closer. You know, sing to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Just encourage one another. Anyway, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. There's a reason why we're called the body of Christ, not the finger of Christ or the foot or the toe. Or, you know, we are a body and we are to be connected and breathing and, and releasing life and receiving life in and out of each other. That's why it's important to not forsake gathering together. And it doesn't have to be just Sundays. So, Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to skip those three slides of Ephesians 6. We're going to save that for Lance and Julia to preach sometime because that is their verse passage that's if the the whole armor of god they will tell the story someday that whole story of your faith drive cool someday okay maybe i'll twist your arms and get you to do that it's powerful it's powerful and that is their passage that full armor of god passage and uh, i wasn't going to read the whole thing but just the the main encouragement is to remember your battle is not against flesh and blood we do not battle against people. They may be humans that are standing in front of you appearing to be the cause of your issues, but it is not. The Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against this whole ranking of demonic forces, different levels of authorities and powers. They're ugly. They're nasty. And they're thinking and plotting and planning. 
but we don't have to be afraid because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So we're going to skip Ephesians 6. We're going to skip the one passage of 2 Corinthians 2.14. Um, was that one of them? No. 2 Corinthians. We're going to get down to the declaration part because we're going to wrap this up. But before we go into the declarations, we will stand together. That'll be our closing fun that we get to do together. Just a couple words of encouragement. Know who you are and who, capital W, who lives inside of you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. If you don't believe it, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't think anyone here would not know that, but it's possible. Kids, did you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you? Do you know what a temple is? Cool, okay. It's like a building, church, church building. Okay, just wanted to cover that. Make sure you guys know. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads us. God always leads us in triumph, a triumphal procession. The picture in this passage is like the Roman armies leading their prisoners all tied up and bound and leading them off to prison. God, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of Jesus, the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. So you are an air freshener. It's true. I won't ask you guys to say it. I am an air freshener. Really, I mean, in a sense, in a sense, you are an air freshener. You carry the fragrance of heaven. Now, to some, it smells bad. They're like, that's not your lifestyle, your beliefs in Jesus. That's too narrow. I believe in the God of the universe, and we're all part of him or her or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not everyone's going to think that you smell good. They're going to smell death. To them, it's like a death, deadly smell. But to those who are being saved, it's the fragrance of life. And you smell good to Jesus. And you, you spread his fragrance. If he lives in you, then you spread his fragrance everywhere you go. I've, be, I've been beginning to think about that as we go into the stores. We were in Costco yesterday, and there was somebody pushing her cart, and her legs were, you could tell there was something going on. I couldn't stop and say, I mean, I could have stopped her and said, lady, can I pray for you? But I just didn't feel that's what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. But you know, the Bible says that Peter walked by sick people and his shadow, his shadow healed people. Is that because Peter is just so holy and he was just so super anointed that that could take place? I know what you're tempted to think right now. Probably. He is Peter, after all. We're going to make some declarations in a second, and maybe we'll tear down some, some wrong thinking when it comes to who lives inside of you and your ability to release his presence, even through your shadow, even as you walk by someone. All I could do when we walked by that lady in Costco is just, I mean, I didn't do that loud. She, she probably didn't know what was going on next to her because it's noisy. You know, and maybe just pray in the spirit or something. Just, oh, just get her, God. Release your power. And then you can walk away. You know, you don't know what's happening. If he is moving you to do that, that means he's up to something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always require a, the same format, formula, 
to see somebody healed. You might just be one measure of what he wants to do, and he's going to complete that miracle through other people as well. Or the miracle might just completely happen. When the mailman shoves that anointed piece of mail through the door slot, and he goes, Holy Spirit, fill that house. Break off the demonic presence in that family's life. Release freedom into this place. I don't speak that into their door slot. I should, though. That'd be kind of funny. Imagine the door slot popping open. You see the lips moving. Release, release. And the door slot stops, drops back shut. No. I don't do that because there might be a dog on the other side. And you might not think that their little snippy teeth could reach your lips, but they get some suction going on there. And you can just feel the grazing of those teeth on your fingertips. It could be you moms helping your children get ready, and they're having a cruddy little attitude. No. No, never. And, <laughs> and it could be just as you're doing whatever you're doing with them and just silently declaring that this is not how you were made <laughs> and that you were made to walk with a good attitude and to be how God made you. And they don't ever have to know. It's great. <laughs> and if you don't have children living in the home, husbands and wives. No, I was going to make a joke, but seriously, though, Stephen, Stephen Wendy Backland, who wrote a book called Declarations, she's, I've heard her say sometimes when, when stuff comes out of Steve's mouth that just doesn't sound right, she says, I think there's something wrong with your pipes. I think there's something in your pipes. And he's like, that's his cue. He's like, oh, is that seems like there's something coming out wrong. Let me take a look at what I'm thinking and saying. So, not that we need to be the Holy Spirit for each other all the time, but maybe sometimes. <laughs> anyway, I'm just joking. So, we're going to get ready to stand up here, but I want to say, we are a habitation people. If the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, you are a habitation person. You are a habitation for the presence of God. You are, we are not a visitation people. We don't just wait for the visitation of the Spirit to come and then lift and then go down to Reading and come down there and stay there for 20 years and then we have to go down to Reading to get touched by the Holy Spirit. You know, thank God he's doing what he's done there and established what he did. But we are not a, a visitation people. We are a habitation people. And you were designed, and I was designed, to host the presence of God, to carry him, to be that air freshener, to be a son or a daughter that carries the spirit of our Father into every place we go. So let's, let's stand up, and let's make some declarations. This is a day to declare some good things. So what I did was I pulled these declarations. Now, Isabel, they are um, animated to go one point at a time. You know how to work through that with the arrows? Okay. So you can click enough to get to the first line up there. So these declarations come from his Steve Backlund's book called Declarations <laughs> from the section called Releasing the Supernatural. I felt like God led me to that, that portion this morning. Is it going to come up for you? I think I just want to remind our kids, the girls in particular right now, when you guys are back there flagging, you're not, I know it's fun, but you're not just back there having fun, you're actually releasing 
something. And we can all feel it. So it's really cool. Sometimes I pop back there and play with you, yes. But it's neat for us to look back and see you guys doing that because we can really feel it releases angelic activity and Holy Spirit activity. It just is amazing, you guys. So keep up the awesome work. You get it? We got it. Yay. Okay. If these declarations weren't so good, I wouldn't have just drug it out like that. But thank you, Tammy, for covering my back. You guys good? Yeah. So let's read these together. There's going to be uh, 10 declarations all together, and then there will be two things at the end of that that we will go over. But we'll read the first 10. You guys ready? I am clothed with Christ. Therefore, I release his presence everywhere I go. I am so baptized in the Holy Spirit that I naturally spill over to those around me. My words impart grace to those who hear me. Angels get really excited when I show up because they get put to work. I have the mind of Christ. Sorry, just skip that one. When I speak to non-believers, they are overcome with a sudden urge to get saved. It is impossible for me to pray and have nothing happen. I release the supernatural naturally and effortlessly. I think and speak prophetically. There's one more. So here's the, here's the lies we want to break down today. We made some declarations. Maybe we'll try it again next week. It's when I animate the slides, you guys, so forgive me for trying to be high-tech because it obviously was an epic fail. But the Spirit of God has not lifted. But this is important. We need to know who we are, and we need to know what the lies are. Only super-anointed people release the supernatural, not common Christians. That is a lie. And I just break that off of all of us today. I come against that lie that you have to be super-anointed and not just an ordinary citizen of heaven to release the supernatural. And the next point, I have to spend <laughs> hours in the word of God and other stuff to be qualified to minister to people. It's okay, Belle. I forgive you. <laughs> All right, guys. It's okay, Belle. Don't worry about it. We're good. You guys ready for a good day? All right. Let me just pray for us pray for myself. I want to lay hands on my head here. <laughs> yeah, Father, we just love you. We thank you so much for the great inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus, our King. Jesus, our King. You are King of kings and Lord of lords, and you have placed a crown of kingship, a crown of royalty on each one of our heads. You have called us son, you have called us daughter, and you have anointed us, and you have given us your very Holy Spirit to live inside of us, not just to save us, to get us to heaven, but to fill our lives and release the life of Jesus through our bodies. So today, we first of all say thank you, God. Thank you for the miracle of salvation. Thank you for the miracle of our adoption as sons and daughters. Thank you that we get to call you Father. 
we get to call you Dad, Abba, Father. And this day, we worship you by giving everything we are to you. And we lay our lives, our future, our dreams, our fears, our anxieties, everything we are, everything in our thinking, we, we bring it to you right now and we lay it at your feet as an act of worship. And we just say, Holy Spirit, come and let our offering be consumed in your presence. Let the offering of our hearts, of our minds, of our bodies be consumed by the fire of your presence. Let our lives be like a pleasing sacrifice, a pleasing aroma to you, holy and acceptable, made holy and acceptable by the blood of Jesus. We thank you, God. We just worship you, and we set our gaze upon you. We set our sights on you, King Jesus, and we choose today just to continue to walk forward with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you want prayer, come on up to the front, and several people will be up here to pray. Otherwise, eat those donuts before I go get a second one and hide it somewhere. All right, have an awesome day.